Hello, this is The Daily Tech, and today I'm going to be sharing some more tech news with you. So for the first piece of tech news, we're going to be looking at the Samsung Galaxy S30 Ultra, and what surprising note feature that we're expecting it to bring. So you can tell kind of Samsung's top-end phones, because they'll have the S Pen, you know, the Note series are the ones with the S Pen. Note is their top-end, what you take notes on, that's the idea of it. But leaks here are saying that the S30 and possibly even S30 Ultra, I've already around, um, could have um, a stylus in the top end, uh, top end of the models. So this comes from um, the Twitter user HWANGMHO1. So, there isn't much of a track record for this leaker, so it is a bit not. So, it might not be very reliable. However, another reliable leaker has also um, put credibility behind this leak. So, the S21 or S30 could be coming with the, or in the Ultra model, uh, the S Pen. This is something that we didn't really think that we would see because the notes were always meant to be the one with the S plan. So doing this is a bit odd. So we don't know why they'll be doing this, but I guess it's kind of trying to get some more pro features onto a lower end device, which may, pe may want people to want to buy it more instead of having to go for the note. Gets a bit more diversity in their models, I guess. So this is definitely a surprising um, thing that they may be doing, and that we haven't really expected that we'd see. Obviously, because the S Pen was always reserved for the Note features from the original Note onwards. It's always been reserved for the S Pen's always been reserved for the Note, and we haven't seen it on an S phone before. So that's definitely interesting. So for now there really is no way of actually knowing, of course, the only way we would know if they if they were, like finally, is if they were to say it themselves, but obviously they're not going to until they launch it. So we are expecting this phone to come out next year, sometime in February, so definitely get ready for that, even though it is in quite a while's time. So for the next piece of tech news that we're going to be looking at, we're looking at another laptop. I know I have done a few laptops now, but I think they are quite cool to look at some of these, especially the new ones that are having so much new features. So this one is the HP Envy 15-inch 2020. Um, it's by Mark Kopok on Digital Trends. So that these are the people who's putting the opinions of their laptop of the laptop. So remember that. Um, so it costs one thousand six hundred dollars, which is quite expensive, obviously. So it's definitely not a low-end laptop like we've looked at before. This one is a very high-end, um, professional one. So Dell has seen a lot of success with their XPS fifteen-inch. It's like a Windows version of a MacBook Pro sixteen-inch. So. HP definitely want to get a part of this. 
So that's what the Envy does. Of course, HP make lots of laptops, but they haven't really had a competitor to the kind of MacBook Pro 16 inch. So this is it. So the $1,600 version um, is configured with a 10th gen Core i7, so the one they're reviewing on this article is a 10th gen Core i7 10, 10750H um, CPU, 16GB of RAM, and you can step that up to 32GB, 512GB of um, SSD storage, a 4K AMOLED display, which is quite good, and an RTX 2060 Max-Q uh, GPU, so... And it says here a similarly configured XPS 15 inch um, costs well over $2,000. So, and you'll also need the XPS 17 inch if you want to match graphics. So, this has a good part there. So, starting with the design, um, this is compared, so compared to the um, HP Spectra X360 15 inch. Um, is a it is a quite nice laptop. It's a shame that I can't have pictures on here for some reason. It won't let me have them. But as soon as I can work that out, that will come up for the next article that we use on digital trends. So it's made out of aluminium, um, which is premium feeling. You know, you would expect that you can't just have plastic at this price. So. It's definitely nice in that area, so it's definitely nice, uh, strong, you know, in, with aluminium it's not going to flex. It also is quite heavy as well. Um, so it's 0.73 inches thick and 4.75 pounds, which isn't really heavy, but of course it is 15 inch laptop, so it is going to have some weight. In comparison to the Dell XPS 15 inch, the it had the XPS 15 inches 0.71 inches and 4.5 pounds, so it's slightly bigger and heavier, but not by much. Nothing noticeable really. So this computer has an 82% screen-to-body ratio, which is quite a bit lower than other computers due to the quite large chin. Now this is because of the aspect ratio as well, so the XPS 15 inch uses a 16 by 10 aspect ratio whereas this one uses a different design which means the chin has to be slightly bigger to make it look the right um, dimensions aspect ratio. So it is, so this laptop here is very focused on performance. It has hidden rear vents that are quite effective for moving the air without making it look really bad. And which I think is quite good, of course. You need good airflow in powerful laptops, obviously. So that's quite good. Also, connectivity is also a strong point with this laptop. There is two USB-C ports that um, have Thunderbolt 3, a full-size full HDMI 2.0 port, which is upgraded from the previous model. This means you can plug in three displays without a dock, which is quite cool. I'm not sure how many people would be doing that though. Um, it has two USB-A 3.1 ports 
but it has a micro SD card reader, not a full-size card reader, which is a bit weird. So, it's definitely odd. Also, a nice added bonus is there's a second SSD slot that allows for a RAID configuration or just extra storage. Also, this is definitely good that you're allowed, you can, you're able to put in extra storage because, of course, with MacBooks and other computers, it definitely is all the stuff slotted on. You can't add more without external stuff. Of course, having internal stuff is nicer, obviously. Also, one big part of it is the display. It's got a 4K AMOLED um, panel, which is obviously look looks quite good. Um, it's a 16 by 9 um, aspect ratio. Um, you can drop some money though by just having a full HD screen, and I would say that's probably a better option because having a f I don't see a need for 4K screens on a laptop. Um, it goes up to 404 nits because a nice AMOLED panel. Um, it also has an anti-glare feature. So, that is quite good. There's also HDR, which is also nice. So, I don't see why you would need 4K though, because 4K is quite a lot and not necessarily needed. The colour gamut is 100% um, of sRGB and 97% of Adobe RGB, which is quite good. Yeah, they, you can get better, like the XPS 15 inch. But you don't get much better. So there isn't. Uh, what was that saying? So it's probably not very necessary. So HDR obviously on this display makes things look bad, especially for things like Netflix, YouTube. Of course, if you get the 4K option, you can watch most videos in 4K as long as you have enough. As long as you can get enough streaming, of course, if you're going to be using this over a hotspot while you're outside like that, you're obviously not going to be able to stream 4K as easily. You can, but I don't think it would be very easy. Um, it does use a slower processor, though, than the XPS machines. So the um, Core i7 that they're using in this machine has two um, less cores and four less threads in this machine than the Dell XPS. Which isn't much, well it is actually quite a big issue, but I feel like for most applications it won't be too much of an issue. But it, especially with like editing, photo stuff, just general content creation, like um, 3D design, you will notice a drop obviously because less processing. So I believe the XPS has 6 cores and 12 threads, if I remember rightly. It might be more than that, it might be 8 cores, but I have a feeling it's 6 cores. Um, so it's at one point it's as low as 27% below the XPS 15 inch which is pretty far behind 25% is quite a lot of course you are paying quite a bit less though so that is definitely something to keep in mind so for gaming this isn't the idea this isn't as a gaming laptop and it probably is better laptops to uses a gaming laptop. Of course this is a nicer laptop though, so there's that. So because it has the RTX 2060 Max Q, um, that is pretty powerful and can play most games really well. Of course you also get ray tracing which is quite cool. 
So they ran their tests at 1080p and 4K because 1440p wasn't an option. And the NV 15 inch scored 5,123 in the most abandoned time spy test, which is a little bit behind the 17 inch um, XPS, but not by much. Um, in Civilization 6, the NV 15 inch hit 121 frames per second at 1080p medium graphics compared to the XPS 17 inch which hit 143 FPS at the same setting I can assume. Of course the XPS 15 inch has a lower GTX 1650 Ti which dropped about 9-8 frames so not much of a difference there. So it is definitely an alright game laptop, of course you're definitely getting it. Apart from uh, the NV 15 inches screen is locked at 60 hertz refresh rate. It also doesn't have anything like G-Sync or FreeSync, so that also isn't as good. So for the keyboard and touchpad, obviously they're going to have to compete with Apple's Magic Keyboard, which is one of the best keyboards on a laptop. So So they like, apparently according to this article, the um, HP isn't, does feel quite good. So that's nice. Um, it's also got a better touchpad than their Spectra X360 15 inch. Which is quite nice, of course it's, um, it's glass covered so it feels nice. Um, it also has Windows 10 multi-touch gestures. It's as good as a trackpad you'll find on a Windows 10 laptop. Also, the display is touch-enabled, so you can use HP's Active Pen with 4,096 levels of pressure, which is quite cool. So if you're into drawing, but you need also a powerful computer all at once, then I think this is quite good. So for the battery life, if you have the 4K option, obviously you're going to lose a bit more. Obviously 4K, more pixels, better screen, loses more power. But it has an 83 watt hour um, battery capacity. So it lasted um, 3 hours when it was just doing um, benchmark tests, which is obviously quite demanding. You're going to be putting as much power as you can through the GPU, CPU, things like that. So that's quite cool. Of course, if you have the um, 1080p option, obviously it will last longer. But because um, 4K does use a lot more power, and that's why I think it's not really worth it right now. So it is one of the most, uh, it's one of the best laptops for the price. Obviously, if we just quick rundown here, um, it's strong performance, really good um, AMOLED display, solid build quality, excellent keyboard and touchpad, and supports touch and pen on the screen. Apart from the downsides are, are no full-size SD console, which I can actually see people going away from this laptop because of that. And if you do a lot of recording and you need um, an SD card, I can see why you wouldn't want this laptop, because then you would always have to carry around an adapter. Also, it is a bit heftier, but not by much, as um, I said before. Thanks for listening to today's episode. 
If you did enjoy, please do consider subscribing. And if you did enjoy, please do consider leaving a like. Anyways, have a good day.